Hi, hello, hey, it's Mari Natemba, and you are listening to the audio version of my blog post. Each month, I choose a theme, and I try to discover how that theme impacts the mind, wellness, the mirror, beauty, the moment, being, and the mystery, questioning, the questions we ask ourselves. My hope is that by writing, talking, and sharing, we can discover together. It's not gratitude, it's fear, when being grateful becomes a fear-based practice. I am grateful, I write. I'm grateful for my bed because there are people in the world without beds. I'm grateful for the food in my belly because there are people in the world who are starving. I'm grateful for my problems because there are people in the world with problems that are more difficult than mine. I'm grateful for today because there are people who didn't make it to another day. I close the journal and start my day with the intention to be grateful. In the same way that toxic positivity minimizes and denies negative emotions and experiences, my gratitude functioned as a form of control. Be grateful or else. This is a loop that was always on my mind. I am grateful because things could always be worse. I am grateful because I feel guilty for not being grateful. I am grateful because if I'm not grateful, then I could lose it all. I'm grateful because if I'm not grateful for every moment, then I'm not deserving. The list goes on and on, but this is how I practice gratitude. What the pandemic taught me about gratitude. When I found myself in the middle of a quarter-life crisis, I became more intentional about gratitude, and I noticed an alarming pattern. My practice of gratitude was really a practice of shame, guilt, fear, worry, and comparison. I was grateful for what I had in relation to what someone else did or didn't have. My gratitude was relevant when I feared the outcome of what I could lose or gain. Yes, I was grateful, but there was a caveat. There was a stain that colored my gratitude like a white shirt that ends up yellow after being washed with bleach. The intention was there, but the outcome needed a second rinse. I practiced what I now call doomsday or fear-based gratitude. I am grateful because if I am not grateful, the worst will happen. And if the worst happens, then I can blame my lack of gratitude. Therefore, by practicing gratitude, I can control what happens next. 
It's a fallacy, but practice it long enough and you'll find yourself believing in it. Then a pandemic happens and you realize that gratitude doesn't guarantee control. For me, the pandemic reinforced my doomsday practice. There is something about seeing the world shut down that makes the doomsday approach seductive, if not mandatory. If I remain grateful enough, then I can prevent. I can control. If I remain grateful enough, then everything will be okay. And when things weren't okay, I shamed myself for not being more grateful. I worried about the impact of my lack of gratitude. I compared my situation to others as the death tolls increased and the rate of unemployment continued to rise. I felt guilty for ever having a moment that wasn't centered on gratitude. And so my loop began. I am grateful, I wrote. How my body changed my approach towards gratitude. My approach to gratitude changed because of several realizations that kept showing up over and over again. The theme for each realization was a general feeling of tiredness. Simply put, I was tired of feeling bad. I was tired of intentionally making myself feel horrible, and my body could feel it too. In essence, the desire to feel good is the marker that changed my approach towards gratitude. I wanted to spend more time feeling good, which was the opposite of doomsday gratitude. I became intentional about how I felt. When I started with the things that felt good, it was easier for gratitude to follow. Instead of relying on fear, I turned towards joy. When something felt good, I took note of it. Rather than starting with the big-ticket items, my health, my comforts, my family, I zeroed in on the tiny things that you don't even consider. The way lashes curl up instead of downward so you don't have hair poking into your eyes every day. I made it a point to go small and work my way up. How to be grateful for the little things. Now I wake up in the morning and think about how soft my weighted blanket feels against my skin, and my gratitude is, I am thankful for this blanket and how it feels. I am grateful to have another morning to experience this feeling. I am grateful for the money that made it possible for me to get this blanket. I am grateful that the weighted blanket was invented. I am grateful that I thought of ordering this blanket. I am grateful for the fast shipping that got this blanket to me. I'm grateful for the person or the machine that made this blanket. It is simple, and sometimes it gets silly depending on the moment, but I walk away feeling grateful. The thing about feel-good gratitude is that it doesn't have to start with the big stuff. Even when I'm in a feel-good moment that makes me think of the big things that I should be grateful for, like spending time with a loved one, I still try to find the small. I'm grateful for the chairs we are sitting in. I'm grateful for the floor. I'm grateful for the four walls that surround us. And when I feel the comparison, fear, shame, worry, and guilt kick in, I go even smaller, simpler, and sillier. I'm grateful for the oxygen in this room. I'm grateful that we have oxygen. I am grateful that I know what oxygen is and the equation for oxygen. Sometimes I laugh at how unserious I get with my gratitude. On the days when I don't have a feel-good moment as a starting point, I think of the little things that I don't have to do anymore. 
I go back to grade school and I think, I'm so grateful that I don't have to take a gym class. I'm grateful that I don't have to climb rope or run laps. Because my gratitude is no longer clouded in fear, I'm able to just be grateful. Thank you so much for listening. To read this post, visit my website, marianatemba.com, where you can share your thoughts and perspectives with me by clicking on my contact section. You can also discover other blog posts and so much more. Connect with me on my socials at heyatemba. As always, thank you for being on this journey with me.